Hello, and welcome to the Bizarre and Fascinating Details podcast. I am Sarah, and this is Katrina. Say hi, Katrina. Hello. We are a strange and slightly funny sister duo that enjoys talking about strange stuff, crazy cases, and things that make you say, hmm, that was fascinating. In other words, if it's weird, wild, bizarre, and provocative, we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Tonight, we have a very special episode for you guys. We are going to talk all about food. One of my favorite topics in the whole wide world. What about you, Katrina? Uh, yeah, I love food. I can't wait for this episode. I've been dying to talk about it. That is why we are going to jump right into this first topic, because to be quite frank with you, I did not know that asparagus makes your urine smell. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Have you ever eaten asparagus? I've eaten asparagus, but I didn't know that it made your urine smell. I thought it just made your urine, like, extra yellow. You didn't notice the smell when you peed. No. (laughs) <laughs> okay. did not notice the smell it it definitely happens it's it's quite odd well in any case we are going to find out why that is the case i found a really cool article on smithsonianmag.com it is called why asparagus makes your urine smell our bodies convert asparagustic <laughs> isn't that a fun word asparagustic acid asparagustic into yes, sulfur Our bodies convert asparagustic acid into sulfur-containing chemicals that stink. But some of us are spared from this pungent odor. This is an article by Joseph Stromberg, and it came out May 3rd, 2013 originally. But I find this so interesting. Um, If you've ever noticed a strange and not entirely pleasant smell coming from your urine after you eat asparagus, you are definitely not alone. Distinguished thinkers... As varied as Scottish mathematician and physician John Arbuthnot, who wrote in 1731 in a book that asparagus affects the urine with a faucet or a fessid smell. And Marcel Proust, who wrote that the vegetable transforms my chamber pot into a flask of perfume. (laughs) These guys (laughs) have all commented on this phenomena. Even Benjamin Franklin took note, stating in a 1781 letter to the Royal Academy of Brussels that a few stems of asparagus eaten shall give our urine a disagreeable odor. <laughs> Fun stuff. Evidently, yeah. he was trying to convince the Academy, the Academy to discover some drug that shall render the natural discharges of wind from our bodies not only as inoffensive but agreeable as perfumes, a goal that, alas, modern science has still not achieved. So it's funny that even way back then they were seeking to kind of make their farts less offensive. <laughs> their, their bodily functions were gross and stinky, and they were trying to sort of minimize and eliminate that uh but modern so you're saying that they had a historical form of poopery uh, maybe they were trying for it <laughs> I, I don't know that they achieved it but they were essentially trying for it um modern science has at least shed some light on why this one particular vegetable has such an unusual and potent impact on the scent of urine scientists tell us that asparagus urine link all comes down that the asparagus urine link all comes down to one one <laughs> chemical chemical one chemical that too um asparagustic acid there there again is that super fun little word asparagustic acid as the name implies is to our knowledge only found in asparagus when our bodies digest the vegetable, they break down this chemical into a group of related sulfur-containing compounds with long, complicated names, including dimethyl sulfide, dimethyl disulfide, dimethyl sulfoxide, and dimethyl sulfone. Fun stuff. Those are some really great chemicals right there that we should talk about on a regular basis. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about them. Um, as with many sorry. others... <laughs> right? Sorry, not Sorry. As with many other substances that include sulfur, like garlic, skunk spray, and odorized natural gas, these sulfide-containing molecules convey a powerful and typically unpleasant smell. All of these molecules also share another key characteristic. They're volatile, meaning they have a low enough boiling point that they can vaporize and enter a gaseous state at room temperature, which allows them to travel from urine into the air and up into your nose. Asparagus, right? That's why they stink. 
Asparagustic acid, on the other hand, isn't volatile, so asparagus itself doesn't convey the same rotten smell. But once your body converts asparagustic acid into these volatile sulfur-bearing compounds, the distinctive aroma can be guaranteed to be generated quite quickly in some cases. It has been detected in the urine of people who ate asparagus 15 to 30 minutes earlier, so it can be pretty quick. It can also last a little longer, depending on how long your system kind of takes to digest that asparagus. But of course, the whole asparagus urine scent issue is complicated by our entire, by an entirely separate issue. Some people simply don't smell anything when they urinate after they eat asparagus. Like, I don't smell anything. You might smell something, but I don't. It makes your pee a little different color for me, but it doesn't make it smell for me. Are you being like honest with me? Or I'm being like drop dead, super, super honest right now. I don't notice a difference in my urine when I eat asparagus. Of course, I wonder if there's a certain amount that you have to eat in order to like get that smell from the asparagus. But scientists <laughs> have long been divided into two camps when it comes to explaining this issue. Some of them believe that for physiological reasons, some people which constitute anywhere from 20 to 40% of the population, don't produce the aroma in their urine when they digest asparagus, while others think that they produce the exact same scent, but they somehow lack the ability to smell it. So there's, I guess, a couple of different groups of people. I guess it would be put into thirds. A third of the people excrete that disgusting smell when they eat asparagus in their urine. A third of the people do not excrete that disgusting smell when they eat asparagus in their urine and then a third of the people excrete it but they just don't smell it because they somehow lack that ability which is very interesting on the whole the evidence is mixed initially a pair of studies conducted in the 1980s with participants from france and israel found that everyone produced the characteristic scent and that a minority of people were simply unable to smell it People with the ability to detect the scent, though, were able to smell it even in the urine of people who couldn't smell it, indicating that the differences were rooted in perception, not production. More recent studies, though, suggest the issue is a bit more complicated. The most recent study from 2010 found that differences existed between individuals in both the population and detection of the scent. Overall, scientists now conclude that most of the difference is in perception, not necessarily in production. That is, if your urine doesn't seem to smell any differently after you eat asparagus, it's likely you simply can't perceive the sulfurous compound's foul odor. So you can't smell it. There's a small chance it's because your body digests asparagus in a way that reduces the concentration of these chemicals in your urine. So it's probably still excreted, but you just don't have as high concentrations because your body somehow digests it or masks it or even dilutes it. It's still unclear why some people don't produce the smell, but we seem to have a clear explanation of why some people don't perceive it. In 2010, the genetic sequencing company 23andMe conducted a study in which they asked nearly 10,000 customers if they noticed any scent in their urine after eating asparagus and looked for genetic similarities among those who couldn't. It's interesting to see what 23andMe is trying to survey, right? You typically think it's just genetic things with respect to diseases and physical traits, but evidently the set of sulfur after you eat asparagus is something that they are looking into with respect to genetic issues with these DNA tests, which is interesting. Um, are they actually asking permission to run these tests? They're doing surveys with people and asking them to comment on whether they have that smell. So it's a voluntary um, particular study with people that have already done their genetics through this service. I don't know if you've ever done one of the DNA service um, tests. When you do yeah. them, you purchase the test, you do the particular, you spit into a vial, and then they test your DNA from that. But when you submit that, they ask you to answer a bunch of survey questions on the examination or some sort of a survey question in addition to the DNA test with the saliva. And they ask you all kinds of different questions about the, what kind of things you eat and what kind of characteristics you have, like blonde hair, or blue eyes, are you Asian? Do you know where your genetics are? And this is likely one of the questions that they have thrown in as a voluntary survey for people to answer. And they had nearly 10,000 customers who answered that particular question. So you can answer it or not answer it. It's not, uh, you're not compelled to do it, but it's interesting that so many people have answered that question. Um, however, this particular, this peculiarity, which you might consider useful if you eat asparagus frequently appears to stem from a single genetic mutation, a switch based pair among a cluster of 50 different genes that code for olfactory receptors. 
We're still waiting for some enterprising team of scientists to attempt gene therapy therapy to convert smellers into non-smellers. But given other... uh, priorities to use genetic modifications to cure blindness and breast cancer. It seems like those suffering from asparagus scented urine might have to wait a while. I should hope so. I honestly do not think that the smell when you eat asparagus of your urine should be a priority when it comes to genetic testing. What about you? There's so many, so many things out there that they can better use their time for. Most but I mean, that's really not even that concerning. I mean, yeah, it's kind of an odd thing to smell and it's not pleasant, but it's funny that that's a thing. I never even thought about it until I was looking up just sort of weird facts about food. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, look, this is interesting. So what do you have for us? uh, Katrina. I am speaking about 17 weird facts about food that you probably didn't know. Sweet. Uh, Drop some major knowledge on me today because I am really looking forward to this. There better be some stuff about potatoes and cake in here. Um, If they don't have potatoes and cake in here, this article is a waste. Right. We might as well (laughs) throw it away. Let's do it. Where where did you find this article? Uh, This is on cracked.com. Ooh, I love that website. It's so fun. They have so many cool things on that website. Word. Um, so ketchup was once sold as medicine. I didn't know that. Why does that not was, surprise me? It was supposed to be able to treat diarrhea and other malaries. That's so gross. Can you honestly like imagine treating diarrhea with ketchup? I'm not really sure how that even works. That's disgusting. Okay, and here's the what, thing though. What properties in ketchup would actually treat diarrhea i am not sure particularly considering that ketchup is made from tomatoes the major component within ketchup is tomatoes and tomatoes are part of the nightshade family which causes irritation and allergy in a large portion of the population because it's poison essentially a nightshade plant is poison more more likely to cause the diarrhea right and i don't know about you but any tomato products now suddenly within the last couple of years give me heartburn. Ah, it's because it's acidic. Even if I just eat like one tablespoon of tomato ketchup or any kind of ketchup with tomato-based products or spaghetti sauce or any of that, I get heartburn. Yeah, I used to have that problem and then I cut dairy out of my diet and then it changed. Okay, for so me. that in itself is a whole nother episode related to food medicine. So folks, <laughs> listeners... So listeners out there, stay tuned. Katrina and I are going to do an awesome episode on food as medicine. So don't be discouraged that we're not going to delve into that on this episode because we're going to do a whole separate episode on that and we're super excited about it because it is a really, really cool topic. But what is the next thing on your list? Despite being regarded as chocolate milk, YooHoo contains more water than milk or chocolate. Yeah, um, that's pretty much self-explanatory. I don't know if you've ever had YooHoo. Have you had YooHoo? I, uh, you know what? No. It looks disgusting, right? It does not. There's nothing about it that looks palatable at all. How? Why in the hell would you want to drink a a, a, a non-refrigerated quote-unquote milk type product? That sounds disgusting. Yeah, I don't even know if there is milk in it. It looks just like water with like maybe some powdered chocolate. (laughs) Maybe. And that's probably what it is. It is like the ultimate in processed food, like Twinkies, that probably has a shelf life of like 100 years. Like who even started that? Were they like trying to kill people off? They're like, I am not even sure. It's probably one of those products that came along with Tang that was designed to be like space related so that it has like this super long shelf life and doesn't need to be refrigerated. And when the bomb drops, we'll all be saved because we have have unlimited Yoohoo. If we have a zombie apocalypse, we can survive off of Yoohoo. Off Yoohoo and Twinkies, basically. Correct. Yeah. And Spam. (laughs) Think about the nutritional value. I mean, delicious. Hello. (laughs) So healthy. (laughs) Right? Hello. What else do you got for us? I got banana trees are, in fact, giant herbs. Their trunks are made of titan leaves and not wood. What? (laughs) What? Mind Mind blown. blown. 
Um, I just remember mom bringing home a banana tree when I was a kid and being like super, super terrified of that shit because I thought, because we had had broccoli for dinner the night before, right? I was probably like four or five, right? We'd had broccoli for dinner the night before and I had refused to eat it because I was like notorious for that. Mom would be like, you are going to eat this or you're going to sit at the table until you do eat it. And sometimes I would sit at the table with oatmeal or bologna sandwich for days because I was not going to eat that shit. Like, that's disgusting. I'm not eating it. So I had broccoli and I wouldn't eat it. And so she sent me to bed because I wouldn't finish it. And then I woke up the next morning and she'd brought a banana plant home and I thought it was the broccoli because I didn't eat it. And I was just like horrified. <laughs> this broccoli is huge. What happened? Oh no. She's so it was like me to eat this the ultimate trauma for like a small child who just believes her broccoli has come to life size to be, to become life sized and come back to haunt me because I wouldn't eat it. But that's my broccoli story. So I always oh, eat my broccoli now. Eat your broccoli, kids. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. What else you got? I got Gatorade was originally made by University of Florida's physicians to combat fatigue among players of one specific football team, the Florida Gators. I've heard that part before, for sure. They really, they scientifically formulated that shit so that it would be perfect for men who are sweating their balls off in the Florida heat. It's important to note, though, that Gatorade is terrible for you it may hydrate you but it's really designed for people that are exercising really vigorously in extreme heat and sweating a ton most people that drink Gatorade do not need Gatorade and it is not doing what they think it's doing it's loading their body with a bunch of chemicals and sugar well yeah it's it's electrolytes and sugar and it can be helpful like you said for for people who are sweating their balls off. Yeah. But Um, but I would caution against using Gatorade. If you really, excuse me, if you really need something that is replenishing in that way with electrolytes, I would highly recommend going to a store where you can find something with less chemicals and sugar in it. Coconut water is good for electrolytes. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole shit ton of varieties of stuff that you can get that are way more helpful than Gatorade. But in any case, we don't want to, that we lost that Gatorade sponsorship just now. Whoops. Oh, snap. No Gatorade for us. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Darn. What else? Spaghetti bolognese, uh, spaghetti from bologna, is viewed with scorn and contempt in hmm. bologna. They consider bologna. They consider using spaghetti a ridiculous bastardization of their original dish tagliate is a flatter type of pasta yeah so this doesn't surprise me either french aren't the only assholes italians can be assholes too they're like how dare you bastardize our food you bastards oh gosh everybody's an asshole come on yeah well it is what it is there's assholes everywhere next (laughs) <laughs> Next one would be the Coca-Cola bottle was designed with the instruction that it should be recognized even if it felt in the dark. Hmm. So it's got that curvy nature to it with the wider, flatter bottom so that somebody could... <laughs> Why would we need to be looking for the bottle in the dark? I don't know. They want that brand recognition. Super crazy. So if you're out in the dark and you feel a bottle, you'll know it's a Coca-Cola You'll know which one's the Coke and which one's the Pepsi, maybe. I don't know. Although I was was on the impression that Pepsi was similar, but I think the ridges in the Coca-Cola bottle really, like, differentiate it from the Pepsi. Because I don't think there were ridges in the Pepsi bottle. Next is the fortune cookie that comes with your Chinese meals originated in San Francisco in the early 1900s. This is also not surprising. Um, And speaking of bastardization, it's really interesting to me how much variety comes from what we call Chinese food here in the U.S. as well. To be perfectly frank and honest with you, Chinese food that we have in restaurants here is not what Chinese people eat. Oh, my gosh. I've heard many comments from people from different countries saying that 
is not real Italian food. That is not real Chinese food. That's no. not real Thai food. That's not, like, not the kind of foods we really eat. Not Mex- not, not real Mexican food. Like we make, we have like Tex-Mex here. Mexican people don't eat that shit. These it's Americanized. Definitely influences from American people who have sort of taken their favorite parts of the food and added a lot of chemicals and salt and sugar and called it a day. Um, yeah, not surprising of the fortune cookie thing. Although I do fucking love fortune cookies. I'm not going to lie. I love them. I know. They're, they're, they're badass. And it's so fun to, to open up that crunchy shell and have a nice little fortune. I just like that it's sweet and it's like slightly stale. <laughs> I don't know why I love them so not, much. It's not even actually like too sweet. Like it's kind of like a mild sweet, so it's not too bad. Nope. Next. Spaghetti and meatballs are not considered an Italian dish. <laughs> Another situation. Though they were made by Italian immigrants in the US. In fact, if you go to Italy, you won't find spaghetti and meatballs on their menu because they don't put meatballs in their pasta. Yeah, they don't want fucking meatballs. That's just for New Jersey idiots. Just kidding. <laughs> we just alienated all of New Jersey just now. My bad. You Oops. won't get any sponsorships from, <laughs> <Right>? from New Jersey. <laughs> no Gatorade sponsorships and no New Jersey audiences. Sorry. Bye. Uh, nobody thought to eat chicken wings before the invention of buffalo wings in 1964. They were largely considered the worst parts of a chicken could have and were mostly used as stock for soup or outright disregarded. I think they're disgusting. I won't eat chicken wings. They are. It is pretty gross, honestly. I'm not you know, what's lie. funny I'm is mom always loved yeah. chicken wings. She would just like go for the chicken wings. She thought that was the best. And I wasn't sure if it was because there was nothing else left by the time all of us kids ate. Because we grew up in a big family. There were a lot of kids in our family. So when you cooked a chicken up, like obviously, you know, I always went for the breast and like some of the kids always went for the drumsticks. Really the only parts left were the chicken wings. And that's all that was left for mom because she would always like give us everything else first. So she'd eat the shit out of those chicken wings? <laughs> yeah, she was mowing down on those chicken wings. And I always thought it was because she loved them. But I realized later on in life that that was the only thing that was left. That sounds about right. Poor mom. Right? right? And the heels of the bread? Yes. See, she, that this is the joy of being a mother. You get what's left over. I am not a mother because I'm too fucking selfish. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting the breast. You get the shit meat. <laughs> sorry not sorry you little assholes <laughs> oh my god next i guess this is why i like locked jara's kids in the closet and whatnot and i would give them a hundred hard spankings okay folks listeners out there i didn't really spank them i didn't really lock them in the closet it was just a joke we don't believe in child abuse <laughs> we were just kidding uh-huh. of U.S. avocados can be traced to a single tree planted in 1926. Oh, you mean that single tree that I killed in my backyard? (laughs) 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 The Haas avocado, which makes up 95% of the U.S. market, is descended from a seedling planted in 1926 by postman Rudolf Haas. It's probably the only avocado you've ever eaten. Haas avocados are so good. I don't know. I never used to eat avocados at all. I hated avocado. But now within like the last five years, I cannot get enough avocado. Oh my gosh. Avocados are the bomb.com. Right? And the thing is like I planted a tree in my backyard thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have avocados for days. I'm so excited. And the thing fucking died last summer. It was so hot here that I freaking killed it. So I've got to try again. Maybe give it a little bit more shade this time. Try it out again. But I fucked that up. I killed it. And I was so sad. I will say that when I went to California, I was really amazed at how many orange trees and lemon trees I saw in people's yards. Oh, yeah. We have a huge lemon tree in our backyard and a lime tree in the front. And there's just a ton of citrus type things. This is a perfect climate for it here. Warm and dry. English muffins aren't muffins, and they weren't invented in England. Why, Why am I not surprised? <laughs> They're really a form of a crumpet with the holes and pockets on the inside of the bread rather the top. They were invented by Samuel Bath- 
Thomas, an Englishman living in 1880s New York and didn't make their way to England until over a century later. I love English muffins. What about you? Oh my gosh, yes. They're the bomb.com. They're so delicious. I love them with jam. Eggs on or top. Or egg McMuffin. Egg. Oh. Yes, with, with avocado. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm salivating yes. just thinking about the deliciousness no, involved good. in that capacity. Chicken tikka masala, Indian curry dish. In reality, the dish was created in Britain to suit the more Western palate. Not surprising. We I think all of these dishes were bastardized. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you look at this freaking dish that they make, it's like it looks like a poopy baby diaper. Like that's not what real curry was about. And it, additionally, when the British people made curry, they really made curry with powdered curry usually. And when people in India make curry, they make it with some fresh shit usually. Like they make it really good and tasty. But when you use that powdered stuff, it just is a whole different flavor, whole different taste. It's the authenticity the is gone. Sausages are older than the Bible. <laughs> the first written mention of sausages is in 4,000-year-old texts from the ancient Sumerians of Mesopotamia. <laughs> sausages. Oh, dear. Um, although it's called a Cuban sandwich, it, yeah, it, although it's called a Cuban sandwich, it did not originate in Cuba. It was invented in Tampa, Florida, specifically your city, which was home to many Cuban immigrants in the 20th century. Okay. I don't really eat Cuban sandwiches. Don't care about Cuban sandwiches. Next. Yeah, they're not. I Yeah, I never picked up on that one. Um, Next topic. Tea bags. Tea bags were invented by Thomas Sullivan in 1908. They were meant to be used as packages for tea samples until people dumped entire bags in hot water. Whoa. I like tea bags. Uh, the whole concept of using like one of those little tea things is a little foreign, but you know, it is what it is. I love tea. I drink, I drink tea all the time. I actually am going to a tea party tomorrow. What? I got an adult tea party. You lucky dog. I think I might need to bring some rum though. Yeah. Alcohol and tea is the, one of the best inventions ever. (laughs) Like a whiskey tea, whiskey with I'll lemon. Oh, bring, shut bring a little flask of uh, rum and uh, call it good. Nobody needs to know. Nope. <laughs> German chocolate cake is not German. What? Despite- How dare they? <laughs> Despite its name, the German chocolate cake is actually American. The cake got its name from its creator, Sam German. It was originally called Baker's German Sweet Chocolate. But the name was shortened as the years passed by. Okay, then. Do you like German chocolate cake? It's kind of one of those things where you either love it or hate it. Uh, it's all right. Not my favorite. It is probably my least favorite cake. Yeah. Some girl told me the other day that she didn't like cake and I almost punched her in the face. Right. That's sacrilege right there. I'm like, don't ever say that to me again. She's like, I only like carrot cake. And I'm like, uh, girl, you be- yeah, you're weird. Unfriended. <laughs> Delete. Bye. I don't. Bye. I think it's the chocolate Friends. frosting for me because I don't really like chocolate frosting. I like chocolate cake. I like the coconut concept on the top, but I do not enjoy chocolate frosting. So if that shit had like some white frosting with everything else the same, I would be on top of it. I know, like a really good buttercream frosting is where right? it's at. Yum, like city. Can't go wrong with that, right? The only time I'd eat that German chocolate cake shit, the only time I would eat that German chocolate cake shit was if there was nothing else available and I was having the worst kind of panic attack cake craving ever and the only thing there was German chocolate cake. Then I would eat that shit up. I feel right. Am I right on that one? Yeah. And the number one topic is... Drum roll, please. The the hard taco shell is not a Mexican invention. What? This is... This is a north-of-the-border food made popular by Taco Bell. Oh, God. Why am I not surprised on this one either? <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd never see a fucking hard-ass taco shell in Mexico, period. That's not sure a thing. Is. And I've been to Mexico many times, and I never saw a fucking hard taco shell. Although, I gotta say, with absolute sincerity and 
from the bottom of my heart, Mexican food, real Mexican food in Mexico is the bomb. It is so good. Their cheeses are richer, just a different flavor. Their homemade tortillas are amazing. It is very much a culture that has like meat and like a vegetable rather than here. Mexican food is a lot of cheese and a lot of taco shells and a lot of salty meat, like hamburger type meat. That's really not what you find in Mexico. A lot of fresh seafood, that kind of thing. It seems a lot healthier than the Mexican food that we have here in the U.S. I don't know. I've never been to Mexico, so. Well, someday you'll have to go because it is a pretty amazing place. I will do that. Thank you. And now we're going to talk about 60 food facts that will blow your mind. Blow them out of the water. This is from BuzzFeed.com, which is another cool website that I absolutely fucking love because they have some really fun, interesting stuff on there. Here we go. Let's do this. The oldest evidence for soup is from 6000 BC, and it calls for hippopotamus and sparrow meat. What? Right? Hippopotamus. Get on down to the local grocery store. Right? Go go, jet on down to the local grocery store and get yourself some hippopotamus and sparrow meat. Make yourself soup. What? Like, I don't even. That's not even. I didn't know that was a thing. Hippopotamus and sparrow combined. Wouldn't that be really hard to find? Like, hippo? I. Like, like you'd have to hunt a hippo and, like. Evidently, there was some caveman shit going on back then with arrows and spears and. Man, they must have made, you know, kill a hippopotamus, you've got soup for like 10 years, right? Or for a village of 10,000 people, because the hippopotamus is freaking huge. Well, maybe they, like, would share with everybody because they're so big. Two, Pringles once had a lawsuit trying to prove they weren't really potato chips. They're not really potato chips. They're like ground up potato that's been like baked they're not potato chips. Potato chip is like a sliced potato that's been deep fried. They're like potato okay. particles. Okay. Right? Potato I used to love brain. Pringles, but now, eh, there's a weird kind of flavor to them now. I feel like they've changed a little bit. Yeah, they're really kind of really that, chemically. I don't think they've changed now. per se. I think your diet, your palate has probably changed. That's probably true because I can't eat Pringles anymore unless I'm like super drunk and super hungry and there's nothing else there except some fucking Pringles. Then I will mow down on a whole can of Pringles and eat that shit up. Although I can eat an entire bag of baked Lay's and it's the same concept. No, it's like I baked Lay's is just basically potato product. It's a, like a ground up pureed potato that they've flattened into a little disc and baked. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm same good. Deal. Um, number three, pound cake got its name from its original recipe, which called for a pound of each of butter, eggs, sugar, and flour. Now we're fucking talking. Let's talk about the cake. Let's get into this pound cake <laughs> shit because I could eat me some pound cake all day long. Okay, I'm going to say this and I don't want you to get mad, but I am not a big fan of pound cake. Meh. I mean, it's a thing that you kind of either love or hate. Another one of those things, right? I like pound cake. Now, would I choose Don't pound hate. cake over regular cake? No, I would choose the regular cake. I would Hell pretty to the much. No. Hell to the no. I would pretty much choose regular cake, angel food cake, pound cake, German chocolate cake. That's the order of like preference there, right? Okay. Okay. Number four: okay. ripe cranberries will bounce like rubber balls. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I've never tried it, but that's interesting. Now you're gonna have to try it on Thanksgiving. You get that fucking bag of cranberries bag. and just bounce that shit. Bounce it off your face. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Number five: an average year of corn has an even number of rows. Actually, it's usually sixteen. Did you know that? What? No. Sixteen rows of corn on an average year. Now I'm going to have to go count next time I have me some corns. Yeah, I remember having fresh corn at Grandma's house, and that was the best corn on the face of the planet anywhere. I've never had corn like that fucking corn at the roadside stand in Ording, Washington. Mm. That was a bomb. I, I don't remember that, but okay. Number six, consuming dairy may cause acne. That's not surprising. Uh-huh. In fact, my dermatologist told me that when I was in college and I stopped eating. I didn't eat dairy for probably 10 years. Not that it made any impact. I still had zits. 
Um, I will tell you that the the second I cut dairy out of my diet, my skin cleared up amazingly. It didn't do shit for me. It did other things for me, but it didn't do anything for my acne. So I'm not entirely convinced that it's an acne causing thing. Although I do think that a high fat content in food can create acne. And dairy does have a high fat content. So perhaps that's well, a correlation. I, I think I think there's a correlation with your body chemistry too. So like if you, um, if your body, you know, might not be tolerant to, for me personally, I can't tolerate dairy. My body doesn't process it properly. It's my understanding that 85 to 90% of the population does not process dairy. That is why in real life, mammals do not consume dairy after infant, after their infants, after they grow out of infancy. But yeah. that's just, you know, that's just me. It's that's what not I've heard. meant for that. No. So number seven, most wasabi <laughs> consumed is not real wasabi, but rather colored horseradish. I don't like what? wasabi. I don't like wasabi. It's disgusting. I can't eat it. Do you remember that time that you put horseradish up to Bella when she was a baby? Oh my God. And she fucking flipped out. Like her eyes rolled back in her head and mom was like, Sarah, she's just a baby. <laughs> But, oh, my God, it was the most hilarious reaction I've ever seen on a small child. And I I almost died laughing. I nearly fell out of my chair laughing. It was so funny. You should never be around kids. I should never have children (laughs) because I'm going to be the worst abusive mom ever. But um, number eight, Central Appalachia's tooth decay problem is referred to as Mountain Dew Mouth due to the beverage's popularity in that region. Not surprising. There are so many disgusting chemicals in Mountain Dew, not to mention the pounds and pounds of sugar that's in that stuff. But it's got bromine, I believe it is. It is like some weird chemical that's found in like super poisonous stuff. And it can cause lesions in the brain and cancer in the body is what my understanding. am I not surprised? (sighs) Guess we lost the Mountain Dew sponsorship. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Or they're just dropping off. Left left and and right. They're dying out today. Um, Number nine, apples belong to the rose family, as do pears and plums. So you know that, like, rose bushes have those big kind of, um, it's a fruit to it. They call them rose hips. But it's all part of the same family. Did you know that? No. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Number 10, Oklahoma state vegetable is the watermelon. Interesting. Really? Oklahoma. And hmm. did you know watermelon was a vegetable? What? Yeah. Mind blown on this shit. We are busting the out vegetable? the knowledge today. We are busting it out, folks. You are hearing all kinds of stuff you probably never learned, never knew, and never even suspected was a thing. Number 11, one of the most popular pizza toppings in Brazil is green peas. What? They have this image of this pizza here, and it's like shrimp, green peas, anchovies, and tomato sauce. No cheese, just the crust on the bottom. Gross. I actually think I would. I might like peas on a pizza. I like green peas. What about you? Okay. No. No, not so much. I don't. No, I don't like peas. Well, fuck you then. No, just kidding. Green peas are the best. They have so many good qualities and and like vitamins and minerals in them. Number 12, about 70% of olive oil being sold is not actually pure olive oil. Got to make sure it says pure, right? Got other shit in it. Yeah. Number 13, real aged balsamic vinegar actually costs from $75 to $400 or more. That shit's expensive. That's legit expensive. expensive. Because it's aged takes a while to create that it's not like they just go throw a batch in and call it a day it's like they got to age it for a while like wine i bet that shit tastes good right it's probably delicious number 14 store-bought 100 real orange juice is 100 artificially Sugar. flavored yep again not surprising I no, am I'm not completely not floored by that one. Number 15, the most expensive pizza in the world costs $12,000 and takes 72 hours to make. I would like to see this. A, $12, a $12,000 pizza. $12,000 pizza? What the? Right? Who has $12,000 to throw down on a pizza? Like, that's going to last, like, 
two seconds. I Here mean, I was thinking my gourmet be- pizza of at like 30 bucks a pop was expensive. $12,000. And three, like, well, it better be freaking like pretty much three or four days. Four days. Four to 72 hours. Does it come four with days, strippers? Right? Evidently. That, it comes come with gold some and some guys. strippers and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, number 16, the winner of the 2013 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest consumed 69 hot dogs in 10 minutes. What the So fuck? basically just as many as your kids do when they're hungry in the, in the middle of the summer, right? Um, no, I, I, we rarely ever eat hot dogs because hot dogs are nothing but garbage. Right. It's just like all the and the bits and pieces that you don't want to eat, like the ears and the intestines. I don't touch hot dogs unless I'm super drunk yeah, at a baseball game. Nasty. Um, I like a really, really good hot dog. I'm not going to lie, but it's not like not like a ballpark. You know, that no. crap we used to eat as kids. That stuff's nasty. No. I can't eat that. Number 17, the Dunkin' Donuts in South Korea offer donut flavors like kimchi, croquette, and glazed garlic. Glazed garlic? I literally just threw up on my mouth. Why the fuck would you want a donut that was, like, savory? That's gross. That's not a donut. That's like a meat pie. Well, they make those donuts that, like, maple, the maple donuts with the bacon on top. Yeah, but that's, like, sweet and salty together like just a straight up salty donut with a garlic flavor just that skeeves me out like i can't even that's nasty well, wouldn't that be like a bread roll yeah like a fucking roll like a meat roll like a pasty like it wouldn't be considered a, a donut it would be more of a roll whatever wouldn't it right I, I don't even number 18 chocolate was once used as currency that makes sense that totally makes sense <laughs> Oh, hell to the, yeah, I would totally be like, give me that shit all day long, all day. I can give you some chocolate for that. Although when it comes to candy choices and flavors, chocolate is probably the last one on my list. I'd go for the fruity candies. I really do. What? Like Starburst, Skittles, Mambas, and then chocolate is last. You haven't had good chocolate then. I've had good chocolate. I just, chocolate is not something that I crave. Call me a monster, call me a freak of nature. I just, I don't crave chocolate. Uh, Number 19, there is an amusement park in Tokyo that offers raw horse flesh flavored ice cream. What? Gross. Hell to the no. Number one, like I love horses and I would never want a horse to die so that I could eat its flesh. Number two, ew, gross. That sounds so gnarly. Number 20, the teabag was created by accident as teabags were originally sent as samples. Again, I think we covered this earlier in the show. Yeah, we just talked about that. Number 21, a Cinnabon Classic has less sugar than a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi. So basically, a cinnamon roll has less sugar than your standard serving of Coca-Cola slash Pepsi. Number 22, castorium which is used as vanilla flavoring in candles baked goods etc is actually a secretion from the anal glands of beavers (laughs) so when you're smelling that vanilla shit it is from the anal gland of a beaver i like vanilla candles but now me too I'm all about the fucking vanilla. What the hell? I wonder if they have (laughs) to like... No, you ruined it for me. I seriously wonder if they have to kill the beavers for that. That really makes me sad. Like, I won't buy vanilla stuff if if they have to kill them. If they're... Wow. That's that's legit crazy. Number 23. This is a big one here. Humans are born craving sugar. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Straight up word right there. Word. Well, do you know that sugar affects your brain the same exact way that cocaine? Yeah, I knew that. Like, affects I'm, your brain? I'm straight I, up like... They showed brain scans of folks, it. It's crazy. If you have not read it at this point, go find the book, The Sugar Blues, and read that shit. Because it is legit fascinating. Mom had it when we were kids. Let me see who, who wrote it. It is legit. Like it talks all about the sugar industry. It talks about where it came from, how it was created and why it was created. But folks, if you have not read this book and this book is legit, like, but this book 
called The Sugar Blues was released in 1975 and has become a dietary classic. Over 1.6 million copies have been printed, and it is basically a digest called Refined Sugar, the Sweetest Poison of Them All. This gentleman who wrote this book, what is his name? William Duffy. Go check it out, folks. It says the status of sugar as a product of refining was compared to drugs. Heroin is nothing but a chemical. They take the juice of the poppy and they refine it into opium and they refine it to morphine and then finally to heroin. Sugar is nothing but a chemical. They take the juice of the cane or the beet and refine it to molasses and then refine it to brown sugar and then finally to white crystals. It is the same thing. If you have not read this book, get it, folks. It is so fascinating, so interesting, and like legitimately one of the best books I've ever read. Go get it, people. Okay, next. Number 24, radishes are members of the same family as cabbages. Okay, I can see that. Okay, number 25. The red food coloring carmine used in Skittles and other candies is made from boiled cochineal bugs, a type of beetle. Okay, number one, red Skittles are my favorite fucking Skittles. Shit, you just got ruined. Right? And it's made from a fucking beetle. And they have to kill the beetle to get that. That makes me sad. Number 26. Kazu marzu is a cheese found... What? Kazu marzu is a cheese found in Sardinia that is purposely infested with maggots. (laughs) Gross. Oh, nasty. The softening agent L-cysteine used in some bread is made from human hair and duck feathers. I wonder how they figured that one out. A little bit of experimentation, maybe? I don't know. That's just fucking weird. Number 28. The potentially fatal brain mushroom is considered a delicacy in Scandinavia, Eastern Europe, and the upper Great Lakes region of North America. The brain mushroom. Go Google it, folks. It's weird as fuck. It actually looks like a real human brain. Number 29. If improperly prepared... Fugu, or pufferfish, can kill you since it contains a toxin 1,200 times deadlier than cyanide. I knew that. That shit's legit. I knew that topic too, but that shit's legit. 1,200 times. So, like, literally, you put that shit in your mouth and you just keel over. Number 30. It is almost impossible to find out what all the ingredients are that Papa John uses in its pizzas. Okay, I I don't ever order Papa John, so that really means nothing to me. Um, number 31, water can be used as blood plasma. It has the same properties. Is that shit not crazy? That's crazy. Number 32. I've never heard of that. Milt, which is a delicacy around the world, is essentially fish sperm. Gross. (laughs) Number 33, McDonald's sells 75 hamburgers every second of every day. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Welcome to your chemical nightmare. <laughs> Never this is why it. everybody has cancer. Right? Number 34. Ranch dressing contains titanium dioxide, which is used to make it appear whiter. The same ingredient is used in sunscreen and paint for the same effect. Lovely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eat I'm that chemical so shit up. I'm so glad that I don't give my kids ranch. Eat that chemical shit up. I remember Jarrah's kids used to love ranch dressing. They used to eat that fucking ranch dressing on everything. Yeah. My kids won't eat ranch. I've, I don't enjoy ranch. I don't buy it. I don't consume it. It's not something that's part of my diet. Number 35. Three plates of food at a Chinese buffet can net you 3,000 calories. Damn, Damn, I believe that. That's a lot of fucking calories. And believe believe that. Number 36. It's probably all the carbs. Oh, for sure. Number 36. To make jelly beans shiny, shellac is used, which is made from caria laca insect excretions. (laughs) Yum. Great. This is why I don't eat jelly beans. Um, number 37, one fast food hamburger can contain meat from a hundred different cows. That shit's crazy. Remember that whole mad cow disease shit? Oh yeah. That is not surprising. So like you eat that shit and like it's all ground up and it's just, it's scary. The fast food industry in America is some legit scary shit. 
period. It is scary. You watch any of those documentaries, you you get scared to buy anything. Yeah, you want to just go raise some fucking chickens in your backyard <laughs> and call it a day. Uh, go For real. F- right? Or, like, put a pond and raise your own fish or whatnot because that shit's crazy. Get yourself, get yourself a cow. Get yourself some chickens. Have a farm. For real. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Uh, number 38. This one we covered off on already. Ketchup was used as a medicine in the 1800s to treat diarrhea, among other things. There's this really cool ad that's up here that's, like, for ketchup. And it's, like, sick of being cooped up at home? Catch up with life. Dr. Killinese ketchup. And it's just like this ad for like a bottle of fucking ketchup to cure your ills, which is hilarious. Like who would have thought? Number 39, fruit flavored snacks are made with the same wax used on cars. I have heard that, which is why I don't eat fruit snacks. But that's not to say that I don't. My kids don't eat snacks either. That's not to fucking say I don't crave that shit because those suckers are good. They are good. <laughs> They're that just so, so filled true. with chemicals. Uh, number 40. Peanuts aren't nuts. They're legumes. Oh, I knew that. That makes sense. Number 41. No matter what color Fruit Loop you eat, they all taste the same. Oh, I've heard that one, too. <laughs> there is no, like, red flavored, green flavored, yellow flavored, whatever. They all fucking taste the same. And that I know, is but like you like heaven. in your brain, you trick yourself into thinking that they taste different. That's just good. I fucking love me some Fruit Loops. I never eat them, and I haven't bought them in probably twenty years. But Fruit Loops are fucking good. Uh, number forty-two. I think I also heard that Skittles are like all the same flavor. No, no, that's not true. That is simply not true. Uh, number forty-two. The most expensive fruit in the world is the Japanese Yubari cantaloupe, and two melons. Okay. Once sold at auction for $23,500. What? Okay, I'm about to go plant me some Japanese Yubari cantaloupe in my fucking backyard right now because that shit is legit <laughs> crazy, right? We, we can just do a little Japanese cantaloupe. Right? Get on it. Uh, number Damn. 43. Arachibudurophobia is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. I didn't know that was a thing. What? Evidently, people have the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of their mouth, and that is a clinical term that they have created for that fear. Well, that shit's scary. Uh, no. I wouldn't even have considered that. Uh, number 44. When taken in large doses, nutmeg works, nutmeg works as a hallucinogen. What? Right? How? So, like, How? what, do you gotta eat, like, a cup of it? Like, what's, what's the quantity on that shit? I've had nutmeg and like food before, so how does that work? Is it? Like I don't the, know. The pure, I like actually the heard. I've actually heard this before, but I think you'd have to consume a pretty large dose of that in order for it to be like legit hallucinogenic. Like that's crazy. A half a cup or something crazy like that. Now, don't quote me on that. Don't go fucking eat a half a cup to test it out. But like, evidently, in large doses, it's hallucinogenic. Number 45, eating bananas can help fight depression. I've heard that. That's a good one. I like bananas just for the whole potassium and all the vitamins and minerals that they provide. Plus, that big thick skin that they have means that you typically get less chemicals in it. But yeah, bananas are good. Uh, Number 46, canola canola oil was originally called rapeseed oil, but rechristened by the Canadian oil industry in 1978 to avoid negative connotations. Canola is short for Canadian oil. Oh, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, I heard that one. Um, Number 47, honey is made from nectar and bee vomit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's kind of funny. Right? The bee is basically puking that shit up. I like I like bee vomit. Me too. No, that's all I think about. Although I've heard that most honey on the market today is mostly corn syrup or a good portion of it or even a portion of it is corn syrup, which is pretty gross. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But real honey is bee vomit. Uh, number Do 40- you like – so like raw honey? Yes. Raw honey too though? Yes. For with the corn syrup? Yes. That's what they say. Oh, but like, you know, whatever – 
Float your boat. If you get it organic and you go make sure you get it from, like we have roadside stands that sell that shit. Like straight, straight out the hive right now. And you can actually go buy your own hive making things on Amazon. It's like a piece of plywood with some mason jars that screw into the plywood and you can create a beehive. Then you can ensure you don't get that, any of that processed shit in your honey, but that's neither here nor there. Number 48, yams and sweet potatoes are not the same thing. Oh yeah, I knew that. Duh. Um, Number 49, Chuck E. Cheese pizza restaurants were created by the inventor of the Atari video game system, Nolan Bushnell. I used to love Chuck E. Cheese. Have you ever had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? It's the worst pizza I've ever had. Like, it's shit now, but when I was a kid, that shit used to be legitimately good. I used to love Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It was delicious. It's just gone downhill now. now. Downhill. Um, number 50, the twists and pretzels are meant to look like arms crossed in prayer. It's like a prayer, prayer pretzel. Pretzels are religious? Evidently. It's a Jewish thing. Huh. Number 51, spam is short for spiced ham. The fuck? Uh. <laughs> gross. I thought it was specially processed American meats. That's just so gross. <laughs> I won't touch spam. Like that, I, I realize that certain Hawaiian people think it's like a, it's like a special delicacy, delicacy and whatnot. But I, I can't. It's too gross. Um, number fifty-two to add nutrition. A lot of milk, juice, and yogurts enrich the food with EPA and DHA, omega three fatty acids. In other words, your OJ contains fish oil. Fifty-three. There's an enzyme in pineapple called brom. Bromelian that helps to break down proteins and can also ruin your taste buds. What? That's why you can't like you eat that pineapple shit. It just breaks it down. So you got to like wait a while before you can eat or drink anything else. Don't ever eat pineapple and drink milk. That no. will give you the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. Um, number 54. Apples float in water because 25% of their volume is made of air. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think I heard that. Number 55, the popsicle was invented by an 11-year-old in 1905. Bet you she made made some serious dough off that shit, too, right? It was an accident, I believe. Does it say the story behind it? Uh uh-uh. Number 56, crackers like saltines have small holes in them to prevent air bubbles from ruining the baking process. I love me some saltine crackers. I can eat that shit. I can eat a whole sleeve of those all at once. I don't remember you eating those when when I was a kid. And I used to put like butter on them too. Number 57. The reason why peppers taste hot is because of a chemical compound called capsaicin, which bonds to your sensory nerves and tricks them into thinking your mouth is actually being burned. Yeah. That's no fucking joke. Makes sense. Like that capsaicin, yeah. if you get it on your skin and you're sensitive to it, that shit can burn for hours. I remember the first time I made salsa from scratch, I didn't know about that shit. And I cut jalapeno peppers. I cut like three or four jalapeno peppers into tiny little pieces and I touched it all with my hands. And I legit burned for 10 hours afterwards. I had to like sleep with my hands in ice water bath because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, I remember the first time I ate a jalapeno pepper and I cried for like two hours. You it the first time you ate away. one. Yeah. That does not surprise me, considering the fact that, you, well, I mean, actually that does surprise me because I remember you like being dared to drink like a combination of like fucking salad dressing and honey or like syrup and that was hot sauce daring me. <laughs> and you were just like fucking After chugging that shit. Wasn't that what the, my 21st birthday? No, we used to do that frequently. I remember you like chugging <laughs> salad dressing, like, like Italian salad dressing or like we'd go you into would a, dare me. we'd go into a restaurant and you'd mix like hot sauce with milk with like salad dressing and a bunch of other shit and just chug that shit. Oh my shit. god. I had like the worst heartburn after that for like two days. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> like that's no, not worse. We do not recommend that, people. Don't do that at home. Please no, do not recreate please don't recreate <laughs> this shit. Number fifty eight. One of the most hydrating foods to eat is the cucumber, which is 96% water. I actually had half a cucumber for dinner tonight. Yeah. Good shit. It's like zero calories. Did you know pickles are zero calories? What? Pickles. Zero calories. 
I'm not even kidding you. Go fucking look at the jar. You can sit there and eat a whole jar of pickles and it's zero calories because it's all water. But it's a shit ton of sodium. Yeah, but zero calorie. What? It's no fucking joke. Okay, I will. Number 59. There are 7,500 varieties of apples grown throughout the world, and if you tried a new variety each day, it would take you 20 years to try them all. Oh, did you see there's a new apple out that's a black apple? What? Have you seen that? Yeah. No, but I have to try that immediately. I love apples. they're, They're a lot more expensive than regular apples. Wow. I've got to check that out. Yeah. I love apples. Me too. Number 60, and the final one on this list, is the most popular carrot. Used to be purple. I heard that, too. Okay, great. Super. So what is the most popular carrot now? Orange? Orange. (laughs) Okay. Fascinating. Riveting topics. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. This is where we say goodbye for now. So long, farewell, rate, review, and subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send us an email. We love your emails. We're at thebfdpodcast at gmail.com or bfdpodcast at gmail.com. We will put that in the show notes along with the references to the website articles that we have uh, looked at today for the show. Please join us again next week when we talk more about weird, wacky, and wild stuff. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always live your best life. Bye. Bye. Bye.